0: Hey everyone, welcome or welcome back to the latest episode of the CS School Podcast, where we speak with CS professionals from all over the world, learning about the hottest topics in customer success by stripping them back to basics and discovering how best to apply these strategies. As the difficulty and often cost of customer acquisition increases, driving sustainable revenue growth through your customers has become today's most critical business mandate. Founded by customer success leaders, Catalyst uniquely understands the challenges of driving lifelong customer revenue, and they've built a platform to address exactly that. Catalyst is today's industry leader of choice for customer revenue optimization that delivers the business value you need without the admin costs, adoption time, and technical debts of market alternatives. Catalyst software is a customer success tool that helps to decentralise customer data, get a clear view of customer health, and scale experiences that drive retention and growth but let's get stuck in with the episode. Hi everyone, my name's Grace Gupta and I'm the copywriter here at Customer Success Collective. Joining me on the podcast is Catalyst's very own Senior Customer Success Manager, Sean and Parton. Sean has had an interesting career path leading up to customer success. We're talking from accounting, cosmetology, to account management, finally landing in customer success about four years ago. Now, Shauna manages some of Catalyst's top accounts, along with helping to develop the process and procedures used by the team driving customer satisfaction, retention, and growth. Now, Shauna's had a very career before landing in customer success, so in this episode, I thought, what better guess to quiz on the intricacies of climbing the customer success career ladder? So, that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today with this episode with Shauna. Are you ready? Hi, Shauna. Thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. How are you? Talk to me.
1: I am doing fabulous and very excited
0: to be here. So, thanks for having me. Oh no, no! Thank you for coming on. Really, really excited to really excited to pick your brains today because, um, <laughs> well, we're going to be talking about like I mean, I, I say this for every episode, but this episode I think is something that everybody should be listening to because there is not one person CSM or whatever CS role this doesn't apply for. We're going to be talking about progressing, um, as a customer success manager, um, in essence. So super relevant. Um, but before we go into it, um, would you be be able to tell me a little bit about how you got into customer success? This is something I ask every single guest, (laughs) perhaps even more, no, but this is even more relevant today in this episode because... We're all talking about progression and, you know, so (laughs) I would love to hear from you how you got into customer success and you work at Catalyst. So what your role at Catalyst is like, just, you know, want to get a bit of a flavor of your career to date. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, sounds really, and it's, <laughs> sounds <really> yeah, Yeah, <laughs> I can't
1: imagine all of the answers that you hear because I feel like uh, working with CSMs on a regular basis, there's so many uh, paths to how people end up in customer success. And so uh, my career journey has been a little bit uh, unique uh, from the start. So I started working as an accountant when I was in high school. So not the most exciting thing to start doing when you're young, but I had two amazing people in my life who were both CPAs. So worked as accountant as an accountant all through college. And so started my career as an accountant. And my first job was actually incredible because I did a lot of training. It wasn't just, you know, doing financial statements and more of a traditional accounting job. It was very customer focused. And I, you know, I trained on our software. Here's how you read your financial statements and all of that, but then moved into really a more uh, traditional accounting role. And I was pretty young, like mid twenties. Um, and actually, I just had like a pivotal moment. Um, I was diagnosed with leukemia at twenty six, and so definitely um, made me reevaluate my career. Like we all spend so much time mm-hmm. at our job and like not really being around people, or you know, just sitting at a desk and kind of working a traditional mm-hmm. accounting job just didn't fit my personality. I wasn't loving it, and so this pivotal moment really uh, was a trajectory that made me think like i just want to love what i do i need to be with people like that's what fits my personality and so kind of threw everything to the wind and went back to school and became a hairstylist which was very on the other <laughs> side of the trajectory um which was an amazing opportunity and i you know within that started actually Pretty quickly into it, started teaching and then started working for Aveda, which is uh, the company I worked for for about 15 years in many different roles in sales and training and education as an account manager. So that actually then led to, you know, moving into tech and startup and this CSM uh, role. And honestly, five years ago, I wasn't really even sure what customer success was. So mm-hmm it's a pretty new journey for me. And then moving it to Catalyst has actually been like this accelerated customer success experience because working as a customer success manager for CS is just a very unique (laughs) role. And (laughs) like, yeah, exactly. It's a very accelerated learning curve because you're working with the best of the best and, you know, experiencing so many different industries and CS setups. And so, um, at, at Catalyst, it's been incredible. On top of the fact that the majority of our employees, from the CEO to our project managers, are previous CS. So there's a lot of opportunity to kind of learn and like it's what we live in day to day. So it's been a bit of a like crazy ride, but excited to be where I am today and, and continuing to learn.
0: Oh, Shauna, thank you. So, thanks so much for sharing that personal story because it's, yeah. God, it really sort of rings, yeah really sorry that happened babe. um and but I love that you've managed to found a career that like like you said that you absolutely loved and god it's not a linear it's net well where, what part of life is a linear <laughs> journey but, oh yeah what what a journey I, yeah and I'm not surprised about you being a hairdresser not that not that um our listeners can see but you, I was just <laughs> complimenting you on your gorgeous hair before so I'm not surprised at all that you were a, were a hairstylist <laughs> well
1: thank you and I have to say that you know, I think you know being a hairstylist uh, is probably the best education ever in client relationships. Like, yeah. I think you know, there's something about that experience that uh, a lot of times in my current role, like our VP of CS is like, why do you always seem so calm? Like, we can be in very like tricky situations, mm-hmm. and um, but I think there's you know there's definitely um, something about like being in that environment in a salon or working with with people in a very stressful situation that helps you just like keep better
0: perspective, yeah. I think. Yeah. all I mean, so many customer facing roles are just, it's its why I think one of its customer success is such a, you can just come from, you can come from really any walk of life and you'll pick up so many pers- yeah. personal skills or customer facing skills. I know people call them soft skills, but you know, so many of those are so, so, you, can't, you shouldn't, you know, they shouldn't be ignored. They're so, you're so useful. The amount, you know, the people I speak to, they're all, you know, really, really, big up those skills because they are, they aren't, they aren't soft. They are really, really important. <laughs> right. um, yeah. And
1: I think like, that's one of the, one of the like very interesting things about customer success. Cause I think like most roles, like if you're an accountant or if you're in sales, wherever mm-hmm. you work, it's a pretty similar role. Like there's pretty similar responsibilities, but I think customer success is such a variable um, team right now that, you know, th- a customer success manager in one company can be a very different role than it is in another company. And so, you know, I think it's hard when you're changing roles in CS because you have to just be really clear about what part of that role is, is something that you're looking for so that when you're in that interviewing process or when you're starting somewhere new, you're very clear on like, you know, does this CS team work kind of as an outbound sales team? Are they managing all of the commercials? Are they collaborating? Like, you know, there's just so many, are they doing implementation? Are they doing end to end cycle for CS? So kind of just, you know, understanding that, you know, that customer success role can mean a lot of different things in a lot of different companies. And, you know, it's changing rapidly with everything that's going on is, is something I think, especially now as people are changing roles or changing within their career to keep in mind.
0: No, absolutely. I was wondering, in your experience, would you say, I mean, it's obviously so important if you're in an interview situation to ask those really important details. Do you find that companies you know, sort of give out that information like, you know, you will be doing X, you'll be doing, you'll be in charge of implementation or you'll be in charge of renewals? Or is that something you really, you have to sort of ask to, to you know, your, yourself?
1: think that, you know, anytime I, I talk to someone who's in that interviewing process, I always recommend that they get a really clear idea of what the specifics are for the role. Because I think, as you said, like, it's a very variable thing. I don't think that companies are not being open about it. But no, no. I do think that it even if you hire in in one role, like with everything that's going on in CS right now, it can change pretty rapidly. So it may be one criteria when you start. And then Six months mm. later, things may, sure. you know, evolve because of, you know, so much that's going on. So yeah. I think um, that's probably more of the situation where it just changes a bit um, within than other than being able to get kind of clear direction in the beginning process.
0: Yeah, no, that no, that makes total sense, actually. Yeah, but it is such a fluid role where, you know, and I guess companies grow the need for customer success will, I guess, change to suit that as well, you know, so, no, you know, it makes, makes total sense. Um, yeah. So to start off with, um, I kind of, to, you know, in this episode, we're going to look at, well, we're going to try and get through quite a lot of different things, um, but we're going to start really, I think, address the fact that, you know, career progression can feel, I, I don't know, I think speaking from, speaking as a, you know, I'm a content creator, career progression can feel you know, whatever your role, feel maybe a bit daunting. Where do you start? Where do you start? So I kind of wanted to know, really, from your perspective, you know, as, you know, working in customer success, how can how can CSMs, I guess, uh, incorporate, you know, how can they start their career progression, you know, through day-to-day activities? So, you know, a huge part, I guess, of career progression is learning and development. um can you think of, you know, can you give our listeners a little bit, you know, maybe a bit of advice of how to incorporate that learning and development in your daily routine? Because obviously there are only so many hours in the day. And as much as we'd <laughs> like, to, as much as, you know, speaking, speaking from experience, we'd love to be able to have that sort of clear part to section days off. But it can't, it doesn't not always necessarily happen. But I'd love to hear from you how, um, how you think, <laughs> how you think that, you know, on, on the day to day, you know, how can, CSMs try to advance their career. Yeah,
1: I I definitely and I will say when uh when I first started at Catalyst, it was it was a very kind of scary experience because I felt like I don't have nearly the experience that the the leadership or the CS leaders that I'm working with have. And so I felt super intimidated. So I felt like I gotta like cram all this info right. in because at that point, you know, I was really only probably three or four years into a traditional customer success role. So I felt like I had to get up to speed quick, like I need to know yeah. all the lingo. I need to know kind of everything. So um, there were a number of things that I, I really kind of looked for. And so having an internal mentor, like somebody, you know, that I could really talk to about challenges or things that I, I wasn't clear on was super helpful. Also, you know, finding resources that you know, I did like success hackers, but I know there's a million different courses out there just to kind of get up to speed on like what are you know, the the foundational terms and like, you know, things that we're looking for. But then I also felt like I would take on um, opportunities to kind of teach our team processes. So as I was learning things, I mm-hmm. would share them with our team. So kind of helping me really like dig in and learn. And then I think just asking for regular feedback. So, you know, really going to my manager say, hey, can you listen to this call and let me know what I could have done differently? How can I have changed that? But Really what I think about career, you know, progression and like what I have been focused on at this point in my career is really figuring out for myself, like what's important to me. And like, you know, again, kind of going back to like that pivotal moment in my life, like what's going to give me career satisfaction and like being really clear about where my strengths are, like what am I really good at? that I can do that's going to be fulfilling. And, you know, so for me, even on like my last review, like there's a lot of conversation, like about going into management, is that what you want? But, you know, I think just understanding for yourself, like where you see your career going helps you figure out what are the tools and resources that I need to kind of get into that next step.
0: Mm, No, thank you so much. That's that's really interesting. I think you touched on so many good points then starting to unpack them, but I think. Yeah, you mentioned, um, you know, whether you're managing, managing people, managing a team, direct reports, obviously, that's like a, traditionally, that's pretty much one of the main ways, re- you know, main ways, you, I mean, you can progress, obviously, you know, companies, yeah. a lot of companies do do different, uh, take different paths, you know, you can go through like a, you know, a people managing route, or you can go through a, you know, become like a, almost like a product specialist type of route, a way to progress. But, Talking right. about thinking about like um, you know the the routes you can take uh, to uh, demonstrate that you're uh, becoming more responsible managing people and I imagine working with more complex um, more more complex accounts enterprise accounts is it probably I would have thought right a, a way to demonstrate your, yeah you know. Growing as a, a customer success manager, you're, you know, you, you're yeah, you're becoming more responsibility. Um, so you know, based on your uh, you know, your previous roles in um, uh, you know, uh, being an accountant and um, as an account manager, account manager, um, how do you think um, sort of your different skill sets um that you've learned have impacted your tr- the transition to yeah sort of uh, taking up a step and uh, managing more enterprise accounts, you know, I, I'm just curious to hear that from you.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, and as, you know, I was saying, uh, kind of in the last question, I, like when I evaluated, like what I want to do career wise, um, you know, I, I, that customer relationship is the part that I enjoy. Like that's mm-hmm. what I love really most about CS. So there's not like this, need for me to really take that traditional path like I don't I'm not like I want to be a manager tomorrow like I really enjoy kind of that customer relationship piece and so for me it was about how can I really excel at what I do and really take that to kind of like the next level as you said like working with larger accounts because I always think of like this analogy of you know, working with sometimes like smaller accounts, smaller teams, it's more like a speedboat. Like you can put processes yeah. in place. If they want to create a health score, you know, there's maybe four people that have to agree and like you could roll it out in the next few weeks. Like it's, it's definitely a speedier process when sometimes you're working with, you know, accounts that may have, you know, thousands of employees and hundreds of people on the CS team and tons of people that have to be involved when you're setting new processes or developing, you know, a health score journey or something like that. It's like moving a cruise ship. Like you have to like, really like stay focused and like stay on track. And so, you know, some of the things and, and I've been super fortunate to have mentors inside of Catalyst and like outside of Catalyst that have been really instrumental in like moving my career to that space where, you know, uh, working with like larger teams and like how can we still move the needle and make progress? Because I think especially with um, everything that's going on economically, there's just just so much on CS right now. Like, you know, we're the new sales and then, you know, we have to make sure we show value like immediately. And so kind of really figuring out what that looks like with these larger accounts is something that has been uh, instrumental in my career currently. And some of those things have been you know, as you said, like I think showing value, of course, like from the very beginning and communicating that value at the highest level is something that we just have to be really diligent about when working with large accounts. I think sometimes CS we can be in the weeds and like we're working with like teams on the day-to-day but we just have to make sure that we're staying connected to like what is the big company goal and where where is the cruise ship headed like at a high level so that we can make sure what we're building and what we're focused on and the day-to-day really matches that and then um like that's definitely like one of the critical pieces and then also just being sure that you have a clear org map of where everybody that you're working with sits like So you have an idea of, am I talking to the right people? Like, are there other people that I need to make sure are engaged in the decisions that we're making? But yeah. And, and to me, like the, the part that I enjoy is it feels more when you're working with those larger accounts, like that project management piece, which is what I think as an account manager, like you're setting a plan and this is a long-term plan. Like here's our two-year roadmap of where we want to get and like, you know, here are the steps that we're going to get there. So, I think it takes a a bit of a like different skill set that takes some practice.
0: Yeah. Oh, brilliant! Perfect. Thank you so much for that. I was thinking yeah. just then. You know, for, let's 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 have the situation of somebody who is you know ambitious a CSM, ambitious CSM, gets landing their first enterprise account. You know, it's a big deal. Um, can you? Let me try and let me think how to phrase this. Like, are there, can you like share some of the challenges uh, that, you know, that could happen in that sort of, you know, for example, that could happen when you're uh, dealing with a lot, a, a more enterprise account and, you know, how to sort of tackle those really, you know, I guess first, you know, first large account, how, what, what things can go wrong in, that you've seen in your experience and how can you try and avoid, how can you try and avoid them, like,
1: Yes. Yeah. And I'll definitely say like the org mapping is like a, a personal experience. So, you know, you think like you're doing these great things and you've been building these processes and the, the team that you're working with is so happy. And then, you know, all of a sudden you get an email for somebody that wasn't even on your radar saying like, hey, we're not using your tool. This isn't showing us value. And so mm-hmm. there's this this space where you're like, oh, yeah. like. You know, so, you know, I I feel like that definitely is the part that, you know, has to be on that enterprise radar is, are we aligning on the highest level? Are we assuring that not just like are the end users and the the team benefiting, but is there visibility for the people who are making the decisions? And then I think that is like one of the keys. And then part of that is something that uh, we've really been talking about, I think, That a lot of times what we do with CS is say, here's our journey. If this account is this size, this is exactly what our engagement looks like. Here's the, you know, the journey. If this account is this size and here's what it looks like. So a lot of times we're developing like some pretty like standard journeys, but it may not always work, especially in this environment where people's bandwidth is tighter and teams are moving around and there's different responsibilities. So figuring out if there's a space to have more customized journeys and really talking to accounts, especially I think on that enterprise level about what communication and how cadence like works best for them instead of Mm -hmm. predetermining because they're a large account, we should meet with them weekly. We should do an EBR quarterly. We should do this, this, and this, just really having those um, discovery calls and those Mm -hmm. questions about how can I best serve you and how do you like to receive information? How often, what means like, what can I do to make sure that you're getting the information you need on whatever cadence works best for you?
0: Mm. It's really molding yourself almost to that account and trying to position yourself in the most, the way that they're going to best, best respond really. And that you're going to get the, yeah. the most out with them. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Which I feel like is a little bit different than, than what we do a lot of the time, which is basically say like, this is how we're going to serve you based on kind of like, what we've seen from other accounts, but, you know, deciding based on their business, like what works best for them.
0: Mm, Yeah. Like a bespoke kind of, um, yeah. Sort of, yeah. Bespoke. What's the word I'm trying to think of? (laughs) Approach. (laughs) Approach. There we go. (laughs) We got it. We got it. We got there. We got there. (laughs) Um, I kind of wanted to, um, segue onto something, I think very important. I guess, when you're looking at career progression, um, sort of changes in customer success. So this is, I mean, this could be really a whole series in and of itself. <laughs> so yeah. We shall try our best, but, um, changes in customer success. God, where'd you start? I mean, that's, I guess it's some, it feels a bit like a a bit of a minefield. I imagine that, you know, there is yeah. it's an ever evolving, uh, discipline. So how, you know, how do you, how do you keep up? And when you're trying to, you know, level up, but yeah. You know, how have you seen the field of customer success evolve in recent years? Um, especially, especially when you consider the current economy. Um, yeah. You know, things when you got, you know, things like budgets, how, you know, CSM's having to oh, adapt to budgets and, oh God, you know, people, people being made redundant. Like how, how have you, yeah. I'd love to pick your brains on this. How, how do you <laughs> and... How, yeah. can it, how can um yeah how can CSMs adapt to that really in their sort of day-to-day operations
1: wow you know I I think like over the last few years there's been change but I think even just in the last six months there's just like drastic changes that have yeah. happened and you know a lot of it I know fueled by the economic situation so we're seeing just so much change and I think CSMs are managing so much more there's a lot of uh additional things on their plate as as well Mm -hmm. as just dealing with so many accounts that we work with and restructuring and, you know, layoffs and completely new responsibilities and what does that look like? So I think um, there's been a lot of changes in the last six months that have kind of led to um, teams that are now responsible for things that they may not have been before. So a lot more CSMs have you know, reg- revenue targets and like, what does that look like? And like, that may be part of their um, responsibilities that it was not before. So how do we enable like CSMs to really kind of take on that sales role if that wasn't something that they were originally doing? And then we've even had situations with accounts who now have AEs who are managing renewals, which is a different sales process than like a new business sale. So I think that there is, there's so much shifting and changing and all of the companies that we work with are trying to figure out what model makes the most sense for us um, and how do we you know kind of collaborate and join these teams and what does that look like so i think a lot of um what i work with accounts on is like what can we like first of all enablement like i think if this is a new responsibility a new role for the cs mm. team like how do we make sure that they're comfortable with what that looks like because you know, if they have been going along as, you know, this is my uh, role, I'm responsible for the relationship, I'm responsible for adoption, I'm responsible for these things. And now there's a lot of revenue focus. How do we make sure that they're fully enabled to kind of have those conversations? So I think, you know, making sure, first of all, that there's some enablement. And then secondly, what can we do to kind of Ease the conversation. So, are there automations we can put in place that kind of say, "Hey, here's an expansion opportunity. Let's reach out to the customer with this, you know, message." So that starts the conversation. So it's not as much on the CSM to to have the initial conversation. We've already reached out. We've already let them know, you know, hey, there's like this opportunity or your renewal is coming. So I think enablement and then any type of automation we can create to to help ease that that conversation and notifications as well is super beneficial at this time.
0: Perfect. Thank you. That yeah, that was re- that really, really interesting. Thank you for that. I think kind of leads on to something else I was thinking about when we're, pre- <laughs> when we're preparing for this uh, discussion. That was a good another, yes. another good segue. Um trends. Like again, with changes in customer success, trends do affect or don't they? I don't know. It, in in particular, I work in I work in marketing. Obviously, trends left, right, and center, and obviously it does heavily impact my my day-to-day job. But in customer success, I'm curious to know how, how, um, you know, are there any particular important trends for a CSM to be aware of when thinking about progressing in their career? You know,
1: yeah, I think there are a lot of of trends, and like I'm sure you know, um, a lot of the conversation is around uh, AI. So, mm. so how can we use AI? And I think at the end of the day, there are so many teams that are really trying to make sure. They're still giving an incredible experience, but doing more with less. Like a lot of teams have downsized. They may not have the same resources they had before. So how can we make sure we're still doing everything we can with maybe a larger book of business and and less people? And so I think AI is going to have like a huge part in that. Like in my opinion, the less like manual admin stuff that we have to do in CS, the more time we have for kind of those strategic conversations to really plan how to make an impact. So. I think AI is going to be huge. And I think that's, you know, a lot of conversations, like what tools are using it? How can we use it? How can we reduce like those manual admin processes to, like I said, save time? And then some automations, like I was uh, saying earlier, I think that a lot of what we do at Catalyst is try to make sure that we take some of that manual lift off. So how can we, you know, make it so you're not typing up an email every time you have to talk to someone. How can we create a space to not take away the individuality? Because I know sometimes we work with CS leaders and I'm like, I don't want to ta- tell the CSMs what to do. And like, that's definitely not ever the goal. We want there to be like this individuality and like them to service accounts, but it's giving them a framework so that they're not recreating the wheel every single time. Like I have an escalation. What do I do? Like, here's some suggestions. Like I'm not telling you you need to do this, this and this. But here are some save plays that have been successful in the past and like take a bit of the lift off because if you're managing a ton of accounts, you start the day with like, where do I focus? Like, there's a million mm-hmm. things I need to work with product, I have marketing information, somebody's looking for a reference, and I have all these accounts to prep for. Like, how do I figure out like where I can put my time and energy that's going to make the most impact? So, you know, creating automation and not in a way to reduce individuality but just take some of that lift off and i think like ai automations like all of those things are going to be super impactful in that
0: absolutely and i think also um you know a lot a lot of things are trial and error you might find that i guess that in some cases automation it might not have worked the way you hoped but i guess if you're going for a, a you know, going for an interview or something, and you know, AI, like you said, is such a hot topic. I mean, it's not it's not re- not isolated to see it, to CS at all. But I guess showing that you, you know, p- you know, a future a prospective employer might want to know how you've used AI, and if you can go in, mm-hmm. I guess say, well, here in my last, you know, my current role, we've used it for X, Y, and Z. Um, this yeah. is, this is able this enabled me to free up my time so I can actually do, you know, ABC running out of letters um and then um Uh. and then out and then what was the result I guess so I think rather than be you know look to look like you're embracing it and show that you're because otherwise guess you know you're going to be left not left behind that's a bit of a rubbish way to put it but you know you've got to show that you're embracing I guess embracing change
1: into it. And, you know, and and even if it's a space where maybe in your last role, you didn't use it, having some ideas of how you think it could be helpful. Mm. Like, I think there are so many things we can do with AI, whether it's, you know, searching customer data for details. So you're not manually scrolling yeah. through all the notes you've taken, summarizing account information by, you know, having it scroll like data. But just, I think having some suggestions and ideas to, to really kind of show that, like, you know what the trends are and you're, you know, embracing it like you said and, and open to how it can be
0: utilized. Absolutely. Um so at this point of the episode, I'd really really like to ask you kind of well where do you see customers? how where do you see the customer success role moving to? And it's a bit of a bit of a bit of a bold, uh, bold question, but in your experience, you know. Yeah, I think that you know, currently
1: and, and like, I don't know like how this is going to all roll out into the future, but I think current state, the keys to customer success are going to be getting comfortable with commercial conversations and like, you know, realizing like we are going to be a part of that revenue uh, conversation. And so feeling really comfortable with that, whatever that looks like for you. I think sometimes in CS, like um, some people come to CS from sales because They want to kind of be away from that commercial conversation. So it's finding like that, that way that it's comfortable. And like, for me, it's always been about education. Like, you know, is this really going to benefit my account? And how can I show them the benefit? What's the ROI? And like, so it doesn't feel like you're, you know, selling something that isn't needed. Like it's being very comfortable about how this is going to benefit them. But I think being uh, comfortable with those commercial conversations. And then I also think. Um, being truly collaborative. Like I think that CS is not just a CS responsibility. It is an org wide responsibility. And so being super comfortable with like getting everyone involved, because if there's, you know, so much focus on this revenue in our current customers, it's, it's about really like ensuring that the whole team is involved. If there's an escalation or there's help needed and like having a uh, comfort in like collaborating with everyone across your, your company when needed.
0: Thank you so much. They're really, really interesting that, um, and super relevant, I think for most of our listeners. <laughs> um, so we're kind of unfortunately at the end of the end of ah! the episode, but <laughs> I want to ask you for some tips and tricks. Um, so I'd love, I'd love to know, and I'm sure listeners would as well. What are some of the, you know, what are some of the best, uh, well, actually, can you share a piece of advice that you think is crucial, and that all well, you think is just super, super important um, <laughs> that you wish you would have had earlier in heard earlier in your career?
1: <laughs> I think, and this is uh, this has been super relevant because. Uh, In the recent months, because I think myself and, you know, a lot of CS are just kind of, like we said, juggling so much. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think for me, it's really been about um, controlling what I can control and then realizing that there are going to be things that I can't control and I have to let those go. I think like in CS, a lot of people get to this space because they're doers and they want to fix everything. And like, I know personally, like I've made myself like so stressed out about situations that I can't correct. So just kind of getting to a place where I realize I am going to do everything I can in my control, but sometimes there are going to be things out of my control that I can't, like, make myself stressed about.
0: Yeah, definitely. I imagine, I get managing your expectations of yourself, (laughs) I guess, like, really. Like, (laughs) because otherwise, yeah, otherwise, what's the alternative? Like, burnout and just... (laughs) Stressed out and burnout all the
1: time. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's been... And I, and I think it's even more relevant right now when a lot of CS are are dealing with things that are out of their control, mm. you know, like if we're working with accounts that are, you know, laying off their team, that's making the decision, like there's just, you know, there's only so much we can do to to crack those.
0: Yeah, situations. no, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I was also wondering, are there any, um, I don't know, are there any tips or tricks that you've learned under, you know, in your career that have helped you <laughs> succeed as a CSM? We're asking all the good questions here. <laughs> Only good questions on this podcast.
1: <laughs> um, I I think there are um, some tips and tricks. So some of them I, I kind of talked about earlier, but I think having a really good mentor. So whether I think it's helpful to have one internally, so you feel like you have someone internally to support you based on those, but also having an external mentor, I think is super valuable okay. where you can be very clear on like, here are my, my like long-term career goals. Um, and having someone that you can just be open and freely mm. talk about that with outside of your your current um, company, I think has been super beneficial.
0: Yeah, I guess you can just be that bit more transparent, can't you? Without worry. without, <laughs> don't worry. without, without... You don't have to think
1: like, does this fit into my current role? Like, yeah. Yeah,
0: is my manager gonna, are there are gonna be alarm bells going off if I say <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, yeah 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 it's just yeah. something nice about not having to be censored and like being able mm-hmm. to be like super transparent about this is really i want to see my career going and you don't have to think like it just fit in like to think it's going to be at my current company or you know and, and just having an outside perspective because so i think a lot of times we work with people who have been here in this space for a long time and so having someone outside uh with a different opinion and different um objectives yeah. i think is super helpful
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, complete, completely agree. Um, And my final question, I would like, I'd love to ask you, what would be the one thing you'd recommend to somebody who's looking, a CSM, who's looking to make the next step, looking to advance in their career, and they want to, you know, climb the customer success ladder?
1: (laughs) yeah i I think there would be like a couple of things I would I would say what I said earlier is I think first and foremost, like being clear with yourself on what you want that progression to look like. because so I think there are a lot of routes that you can take as a CSM. So I think step number one is uh really being clear with like what you want for your career future. And then secondly, I think it's having that conversation internally with your manager about what you need to do to get there like, I want to be in management or I want to take the enterprise account and making sure you have a clear path internally on what steps you would need to take or how you can progress to that point.
0: Perfect. No, thank you. Thank you so much for that. And um, yeah, Shauna, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, talking about this is just I hope, I hope it's going to help a lot of people who are maybe i don't know whether even early mid or late stage of their career i think this is gonna you've touched on some really really important things here and um yeah thank you very much for coming on the podcast been lovely to speak to you
1: thank (laughs) you so very much it's been amazing thanks for
0: having me thanks for tuning in be sure to check out our other episodes and go to the customer success collective.com for even more customer success related content You can also join our global community on Slack and you can find the link to that on the CSC website. But until then, see you next time.